When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. It is just me in today, and we're going to keep it pretty brief. We're here. We're, we're, we're living. We're loving. We're here to vibe with you. And, you know, we've got quite a few to- topics here. Really, I'm going to focus in on four, including our trade candidate of the day, our trade Mageddon. I'm going to take him. I'm going to put him with the best fit. And really, I think in this case, there's really only one fit for this, the guy that we're going to talk about today that truly, truly makes sense, that's realistic in my eyes. So it'll make for a pretty breezy discussion for me to go on my own. I didn't want to take anything too juicy away from it. Brandon and us being able to do that one together. Um, of course, first topic of discussion of the day would obviously be the Hall of Fame induction today was terrific. Um, got to listen to, didn't get to go as I would I had hoped, but I did get to listen to most of the speeches and it was all, you know, phenomenal. It's, it's part of why you play. It's, the legacy is always going to be something that's in the back of your mind. It's always going to be in the back of your mind when you're even just around the game. You're a coach, a manager, a front office member. Legacy is such an important thing in life, and it's an even more important thing in baseball where so many things, so many stats, so many accomplishments 
are tracked and remembered by so many people, whether it's in writing or in their minds and in their hearts. So, you know, to get this honor, to get these opportunities to say a few words after you've made this accomplishment, you don't have to go back it up anymore. You've made the Hall of Fame. You're you're there. Your clout, your respect is guaranteed at that point in time. And now you get to say exactly what you feel, how you feel, what got you there. And it's just, it's great to see these players like Big Poppy. It's great to see these family members who get to come up and talk about the accomplishments of their loved ones. Um, yeah, and overall, that's about all I have to say. It's pretty cut and dry this year, only having one player go out there and certainly not a player that's going to uh, cause a lot of trouble for the Baseball Writers Association, for the Hall of Fame, for the Major League Baseball, any of that. So not a ton out of that. But there is a story down in Atlanta as Adam Duvall will undergo season-ending wrist surgery. This came out about mid-afternoon today. Yeah, it's looking to be about 3, 4 o'clock Eastern is when all of this got going. And uh, yeah, this is this is a solid blow, I'd say, for Atlanta. This is a team who had this this guy in, um, excuse me, had Adam Duvall in their starting lineup for a large portion of this season until, of course, Michael Harris comes up and starts putting on the absolute show that he has been for this team, you know, takes that center field spot away. And all of a sudden now you don't have him slotting into that platoon with Eddie Rosario in left that takes away some of your depth at the end of the day are you really that worried about this if you're the Braves no because not only do you have plenty of guys like Orlando Arcia Guillermo Heredia who can come in fill that gap and really you know make this a complete team yes you do you also have a front office that has basically made their name on being able to find outfielders on bargains and being able to get them to perform. So at the end of the day, would it shock me if they ended up going out and randomly finding a player that would work for this situation, you know, being able to get that undervalued outfielder and slot him into their bench and have him come up big late on in the season. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's the first place that I look to go for this team. I mean, the glaring hole at second base really needs to get solved, but it's certainly something that they can do if the opportunity arises. And I pretty well trust Atlanta to go ahead and do that. But as far as Atlanta goes today, things weren't all that good. I've got to be honest with you. My transition game is just not transitioning today. So bear with me. This isn't going to be the prettiest episode, but we're certainly going to get some good content in here point of where I was going Atlanta takes the loss at home to the Los Angeles Angels nine to one I'm less interested in what Ian Anderson did here um at least five earned hold on let me pull the full box score up five runs in the first inning for Anderson he only makes it three seven earned um yeah that's not a good showing what I'm more interested in Reed Detmers five innings three hits no earned runs and six strikeouts this guy's back with the major league club and he's back in a big way. It's really great to see, especially for a team that has not found 
really successful players, really successful superstars out of their prospects in recent years, you know, other than Jared Walsh, what really have you had to show for um, that's been, that's been touted before they've come in. You're certainly not going to say Taylor Ward is a guy who you knew was, you knew coming up was going to be a star. It certainly took him plenty of time to get to that point. He wasn't, he wasn't the Joe Adele. He wasn't the Jared Walsh. Reed Detmers comes in kind of that level of hype, I guess, you know, you're talking one of the top prospects in the organization and he's so far, he's lived up to the billing of what I personally would ask a rookie starter to be at, you know, he's slotting into that three, four role for this team. He's given you low four ZRA and that's something you can win with. That's workable. And all of a sudden you've got a strong foundation to build off of going forward into future seasons. That's what really, that's what Detroit did with Casey Mize. And I think it worked really well before, of course, injury was, you know, you let him go out there, you let him get some experience without really freaking out about it and just hope that eventually he's going to balance himself out, which he did. He balanced himself out into some decent numbers his rookie year. And then all of a sudden is able to build on that performance and get to the point where he's performing on an all-star caliber for that team in the following seasons. So this is, this is certainly a win. We don't talk about a lot of wins on this show for the Los Angeles angels, but this by far is probably the biggest win that they'll have all season, you know, and you're not going to get, it's naturally you're not going to get wins when you can't keep Rendon, Trout, uh, Walsh and Fletcher all out on this team all out on this lineup at the same time you're not going to see a lot of wins you're not going to see a lot of even moral victories but this certainly is one seeing him kind of turn it around after some some rocky times not including the whole no hitter um situation but moving on we're going to go ahead and talk about a little more uh general general league news more so the final piece of our little collective bargaining agreement and the clock is ticking. I am recording this at 1249 on July 25th. So today is the final day for the MLB players association and the league to decide on whether or not there will be an international draft for all of the international minor league players, um, international amateur players, as I should say. In the past, you know, it's always been a very a free signing system. You go out, you get your uh, bonus money. You are allowed to spend it on players as you will. This would turn it more, much more into the same style as the domestic player draft that we're so accustomed to, the one that was just last week. And you know, I, I think I've already expressed my feelings on this enough. I'm not sure this is in the best interest of the players to even be willing to discuss this much longer and they certainly can't bend any more than they have as they they're currently asking for a 260 million dollar bonus pool for the players to be able to so that'll be divided up amongst the teams in the draft uh that's what the money that they would have to work they're asking to work with you can't fall any farther than that because for so many of these guys this is how these families survive until they get to the major league level like they're these guys have worked so hard throughout their entire childhood 
to build themselves into a position where they can get these huge signing bonuses, cut these big checks, and those big checks are able to sustain their family and do well for their family for quite a long time, at least until they can get to the majors and then start being able to bring in that $500,000 every month or every year, excuse me, start to bring in those millions once you get onto those second, third, fourth contracts. And so you take this out, that's going to, certainly it's going to drop the top guys down quite a bit. Overall, you're not going to see the same type of spending or at least the spending in the same way, because once you give, give teams such indicators of what to spend, they're going to find ways to keep below that because that's just, that's just practical business sense that they're going to keep under the expected amount in order to keep the health of their business. So anyway, major league baseball originally wanted a $181 million bonus pool. They've now upped their offer $10 million starting to inch a little closer to the players association. The big issue here also is that the two sides are still $20,000 apart on the minimum signing bonus amount for undrafted players. Players association wants a four, wants it to be $40,000. MLB wants it to be $20,000. I don't see this happening. And at the end of the day, if this doesn't happen by the end of the day, I guess I should say, this won't happen until 2026 at the earliest, because that's when the collective bargaining agreement ends. I don't see, I don't see it happening this time through because I'm not sure that the ownership and the MLB are going to be so willing to just completely cave and drop $80 million over the course of one day. And if you're the players association, this new system doesn't entirely enhance your standard of living. It doesn't enhance what you're getting and what you're going towards moving on. So what's the point of bending over backwards what's the point of trying to come to an agreement and meet in the middle here either get what you want and leave or get nothing at this point seems like the best course of action but now we're running about 12 minutes here i was hoping to keep this somewhere around 15 to 18 so let's go ahead and jump in to our trade candidate of the day for this trade we are going to go ahead arguably i will not give it but he certainly has deserved the conversation. And that is the best catcher all around this year, Wilson Contreras. Dude certainly has been the best offensive catcher, you know, 136 OPS plus slash line of 258, 372, 471 with 14 home runs and 37 RBIs for the Cubs this year. He got his third third all-star appearance. I mean, things are going really well for this guy, but he's on a contract year on his way out the door. What will the Cubs be able to get for him on the way out? And of course he takes advantage. They're going to be able to take advantage of this because the Cubs have shown, they've shown very little interest in changing their strategy over the last couple of years. They want to send all of their guys that they currently have out and they'd like to receive back major league ready players if at all possible i mean the majority of the guys that they've 
brought up of late have all been just in that time period. They're throwing a lot of young guys into the mix and seeing what sticks. So honestly, I, I think you're gonna you're definitely gonna see him move and he's gonna be able to take advantage of the fact that like most years with a position that's so scarce like catcher, there's very few other options that a team would be able to go out and get. I I struggle to think of anyone else that's going to be really in this. I mean, Sean Murphy maybe, but if you're the uh, if you're the A's, can you really sell out your entire franchise? You need somebody who's going to be able to sell you the jerseys, sell someone's jersey, and the league certainly can't be too happy about every player of quality just falling off this team. Certainly, a team with history, tradition, and relevancy within the modern game to fall apart like this just isn't acceptable either way that's two guys they're if they're either both going to go or one's going to go and if it's one that's going to go it's going to be Contreras the better option better conversation here is where's the fit and there's a surprising amount of teams that are in playoff contention that could use one I mean the Cardinals currently if we're talking about war, they're the 28th worst catching team in the league. Yachty's only gotten 78 plate appearances this year in that he's slashed 242, 283, 52 for 0.3 war. Andrew uh, Kinzer has had uh, the bulk of the plate appearances at the catcher position. They've also got a guy like Austin Romine in there too. None of them are necessarily doing all that great and Yachty's really the only plus defensive catcher that they've got going for them. So they're a team that could be in play, but as we talked about yesterday, they're in play for literally everything. So if they're in play for everything, they're not going to be able to go out and get everything. I don't see this as a priority for them. I don't see a lot of the question, the things that they're talking about as priorities. So it's really a flip your coin if you're the Cardinals and pick which deal you want to make. And I just don't see them. If they, even if they do flip the coin and it comes up catcher, they're probably just going to ignore it and hold on to Yachty. The guardians are another team certainly in play in the playoff race only have 0.8 war out of their catchers this season. And I don't love this one just because I don't see them being ready to start being buyers yet as impressive as this team continues to be season after season being an above 500 team being a team that's clearly competing for the playoffs for a playoff spot even for the division title I mean they're only three games out at this point in time going into one of the worst teams in the league right now in the Boston Red Sox so they certainly are going to be in play when it comes to the deadline but I'd, I think if I'm the or the Guardians, excuse me, I'd rather wait a couple more years, maybe one, maybe two more years tops before I start really trying to buy and stock up this team just so some of these guys can get a little more experience. You know, you talk about what the plan was for this team, and I think they've had a pretty clear plan all along. It's that we have a new core of starters that we want to build around. We've got some really strong relievers we want to build around. This is the core and the identity of our team. 
and we're going to give them that art some experience without a bunch of pressure that a high payroll is going to give them a payroll that's expected to compete is going to give them and we're just going to let them cook see what happens and this is this is boding pretty well for them Shane Bieber 3-2-4 ERA but I still still feel he's one of the best in the game Zach Plezak 402 Cal Quantrill under sub four Tristan McKenzie's got a 3-11 ERA leads the uh, team among starters and that's without a guy like Aaron Savalli who's hurt right now these guys are all starting to bear fruit but another year you know get them into the start once they start getting into their arb years trying to win with these guys you're going to feel a lot more comfortable with your investment and you can also make shorter term investments if you're not planning on signing a lot of guys to these long-term contracts so at the end of the day i wouldn't rush it with them the team i would really go for here is the Houston Astros. I, I don't know how anyone is expecting me to go anywhere else, but Houston here, I mean, I've complained about Martin Maldonado enough on this show, an exhausting amount. I mean, and I, I complain about guys, but this is the one that I'm actually genuinely getting exhausted by because I don't see the value. I can't find it no matter where I look. Even if he's a good pitch caller, it makes no sense to me at this point because the offensive numbers everything lines up for him just being bad. Like one of the worst in the league getting played appearances, bad defensively. He's not giving you any plus performances. He's not even giving you mid tier performances in nearly any metric at this point. So it's about time that you move on from this 36 year old, or at least send them for bench duty. As for what you need to give up here to get this deal done, Chicago, not going to move out, move away from their strategy. They want to sell out all their guys. They also seem to be really loving guys who could come into this team and have an impact right away. And that's what they need right now too. So that's the one thing the Astros can probably provide at a fair clip. Um, you know, you've got guys, I think, when I think of this trade, I think of a guy like uh, Yaner Diaz, who is... Fangraphs has him as their number three prospect in the organization. He's a catcher currently playing in AAA at age 23 uh, projects to have a plus game power grade. Raw power is going to be great. Fielding is going to be solid. And he currently is slashing 247, 294, 519 for the Astros in AAA. But they also have a guy like Corey Lee, who was a first round pick back in 2019 for this team, right after some really strong performances that they had that that year, you know, you picking him in at the back of the first round, no one's really going to pay attention to him, but he always looked decent. And once he kind of got into the stride of major league hitting or professional hitting, I should say, he's really shown fruit throughout his minor league career. Either of those guys, both catchers, both clear major league replacements for Chicago with a lot of service time left. That makes a lot of sense. And if you're willing to give him, give him up, I mean, Corey Lee is already showing he's producing slashing 267, 313, 400 for the Astros this year in a small handful of plate appearances, but looking good when you come up goes a long way. And 
if they dangled him in front of Chicago, I don't know how they say no to that offer. That works out best for both teams. It works out best for the league. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm putting him. I'm sticking Wilson Contreras in Astros Orange. But that will wrap things up for today's show. Please make sure to give us a review, give us a like, and follow us on all our social at MLB Daily Pod. We will see you manana with the power rankings. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 